Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rural Spark. I'm your host, Helen Murphy. You know, slowly but surely, we see a growing awareness in Canada about mental health on the family farm. That's partly because the stats are alarming. A national survey of farmer mental health found that 35% of farmers meet the classifications for depression, and 68% are more susceptible than the general population to chronic stress, which of course can lead to physical and mental illnesses. But the growing awareness is also thanks to organizations like Do More Egg, based in Saskatchewan. That's a nonprofit working to break the stigma around mental health and agriculture, while also building a community of support for those affected. Today, we have Executive Director Adele Stewart with us to talk about the problem and how Do More Egg is making a difference. Hello, Adele. Welcome to Rural Spark. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, Adele, tell us about the challenge of mental health on the farm. What are the realities and what are, what are some of the maybe cultural challenges or cultural issues that are involved with that? Um, yeah, so life on life on the farm, working on the farm um, and running a business on the farm is kind of, it's very unique. It's one of the most unique sectors I've ever been exposed to, you know, where everything that a producer relies on is outside of their control. So from everything from the, the you know, typical weather to, you know, policy, trade, pricing, equipment, animal health and welfare, you know, all of those things, the producer relies on external, you know, robustness, I guess, and health of all of those things to to make a living. So combine that with the extreme isolation, and with the fact that work is home, those are some of the attributes that make agriculture so unique. Right. And those factors, that lack of control, you know, being totally susceptible to outside factors, those are big indicators in terms of measuring mental health, right? And impacts on mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the levels of stress are, you know, in arguably higher, which makes, you know, a coping strategies and different individuals level of resilience starts to come into play at that you know, that shows us, you know, why some people are struggling and others aren't, but, but many are. Right. And we know that, you know, reaching out for help, and there's lots of messages for anyone in any kind of area of work or lifestyle or social situation, reaching out for help is key. Is there something about the tradition of the, the family farm and the agricultural industry that has made that more of a barrier? Yeah, there's, you know, a lot of play at that, you know, um, from external stigma, you know, like, you know, some of the things that if you can't handle farming, then why do you do it? Um, You know, but understanding it's not that easy, you know, we're talking about multi-generational family operations, you know, the decision to leave the farm is probably one of the biggest, um, you know, that an individual would make and and many, you know, feel forced into it, not that they want to leave it. Mm -hmm. Combined with that, the fact that all of the entire population of the world needs farmers, you know, to produce food that we eat. There's that level of strain, you know, on them as well. When we look at the broader community within which farming families live and in society in general, is there a lack of awareness of some of the, um, you know, the factors that are unique to the farming situation that, that maybe contribute to the barriers? 
Yeah, I think it's becoming more talked about. We're seeing a big shift in terms of stigma and awareness when it comes to agriculture and the unique stressors of the industry. There's a lot more conversation about, you know, the whole farm to table movement is helping, you know, the return back to, you know, local farmers market and things like that. And I've had a lot of conversations from general, you know, city folk or whatnot who are like, well, how do I have a conversation? Like, what do I, what would I ask? a farmer if I walked up to them at the local market and things like that. So the interest is there and we're seeing that shift, which is the start of positive change. Excellent. And are there some statistics that stand out to you, Adele, in terms of illustrating the depth of the problem? Yeah, there absolutely is. I think it's the continuation of those statistics not getting better that causes us at the foundation the most concern and, and you know, know that we still have work to do. And that's when we compare the 2016 statistics out of the University of Guelph, Andrea Jones-Bitten's work, to the 2020 report from Farm Management Canada, where they both liken our producers in Canada experiencing um, more high stress levels, depression and anxiety classifications than the general population. You know, we're talking up towards 75% of Canadian producers experiencing mid to extreme stress levels, which in that four year span hasn't got any better, which, you know, means that we, that kind of pushes us forward as a foundation for the next steps. Absolutely. So tell us about the foundation. What does Do More Ag do and and how did the foundation get started? Yeah, the foundation got started. We've just been snowballing ever since and, you know, running to catch up to the need that's there. So it started with a tweet that went viral from one of our co co-founders Kim Keller. She reached out to Ag Twitter is a huge following of ours. And as she was going through her own personal story that she shares, that she sent out a tweet that said, Ag, mental health is real, suicide is real, and Canadian agriculture, we need to do more. And that tweet went viral in June of 2017, which snowballed them, Kim collaborating with three other co-founders to create the foundation that launched in January of 2018. So the things that we're focused on for the last three years have been anti-stigma and awareness. So we ran, we just launched actually a few days ago, our next campaign, our, our Talk It Out campaign, which will be our third national campaign that we have run. It's already getting extreme attention. So we're super happy with that. Our next pillar is continuing to support research in this area because it is lacking and research is how we will measure change in the industry. And then our third pillar that we work off of is education and building at a grassroots level, building capacity to have conversations about mental health, to increase mental health literacy at the individual level, at individual producers and at farm family tables. So we take, we have delivered to over a thousand producers so far, our Talk, Ask, Listen workshop, which is a half day either workshop or virtual webinar teaching the signs and symptoms of mental illness, how to support somebody, how to support yourself with someone who's struggling and, you know, then prevention strategies such as self-care and boundaries. So that's kind of in a long nutshell what we are up to. Well, you have lots on the, on the go and I'm wondering how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted that work, especially that third pillar where you talk about grassroots activities and the workshops. How has that uh, influenced what you're able to do? 
Yeah, it's been a huge shift for us. We run our community fund, which takes the free training across Canada. Our heightened time for that is January to April of every year. And COVID hit in the middle of March last year. So we actually had to pivot on the fly and change all of our workshops for those last 90 days of the fund to virtual. We are very blessed that it was well received, well attended. And then this year we... Um, are just in the midst of planning those again for that same time frame for 2021. Um, and so looking, you know, as day by day goes by that, um, you know, virtual is the safe way to do that. So we're kind of not reacting like we were last year, but I think some of the conversations are going to start to change in, in those webinars because the loss of, you know, this is high time for our conferences and our trade shows and as isolated as we are as producers, this is our time to recharge and reconnect with other human beings. So that's a very real loss and something that can't be replaced. The education that we offer is priceless, but that communication, um, you know, being in the presence of another human being is a real loss. So I even find myself, I say, you know, usually at the end of each trade show season, I hope to never see another trade show booth. But now as I'm not going anywhere this year, um, I'm definitely missing the atmosphere. I'm sure. And how is the, the pandemic also adding another layer of stress to uh, farming families? How is it impacting in that sector? It actually depends on who you talk to. So I've had many conversations about this with primary producers as the year has gone on. And to a lot of them, you know, in kind of the cattle grain industry, they actually reported fantastic planting seasons and awesome harvests because they may have had family members home from jobs in the city that were shut down or kids who were back or doing university online. A lot of them actually had extra hands on deck, which as isolated and separated as we are as producers was almost a welcome, you know, kind of family reunion um, and to get extra people to get the work done quicker. So that was one spectrum of it in that type of industry, but in other industries, you know, such as horticulture and those that rely on foreign workers earlier in the year caused, you know, catastrophic stress on top of the stress of being a producer just normally. So we have seen both extreme sides of the spectrum where it's been, you know, a great connection point and more stress than, and than ever. And now it's time for a quick mention of our sponsor, ExploreNet. They are fighting to conquer Canada's vast geography and connect rural Canadians to what matters. And they've been doing it since they were founded in Woodstock, New Brunswick, more than 15 years ago. So whether you just need a fast, reliable rural internet connection, or you're looking for more services like a home phone, ExploreNet can help. Learn more at ExploreNet.com. That's X-P-L-O-R-N-E-T.com. You know, when I was uh, poking around on your website uh, on Do More Egg to, to find out a little bit more about it, and the organization's only a few years old, as you, as you say, I was impressed by the level of corporate support that you've been able to get already to help with these activities. Was that ready to go from day one that the industry on large scale was ready to get on board with this? Yeah, we're so grateful for our partners, those early adopters that have supported us now coming into three years running these national organizations and agribusiness. We couldn't have done it without them. And it was, you know, they were ready to support this. I think our success in becoming, you know, such a household name in such a short period of time is because of the timing. It's just everybody was ready to have this conversation and change the culture of mental health and agriculture. 
And the foundation is active nationally. Do you see, are there other national organizations also getting involved in trying to make a difference? Are, are there other initiatives and programs popping up to address this? Yeah, there are. There's lots of people getting into this space um, as well. It's more kind of at provincial regional levels. So what our goal is, is to continue, you know, to kind of our, our focus has always been to be that umbrella, that safe space, the voice of the producer. We spend a lot of time understanding what they want to see, hear, and have offered for them. So what our goal is, is to work with as many organizations as we can on a united front, come together, go further faster. And so that's our scope and, and hope as we continue to move forward is to have more collaborations and partnerships with people who want to join in on this important cause. And I know that there's lots of work in Canada that's keeping you folks busy, but I wonder if you've been able to have a lens on the international landscape at all in terms of agricultural communities in other countries. Are they generally experiencing the same kinds of challenges? And do you see initiatives, organizations like yours popping up in other countries? Yeah, this is absolutely a global movement. We do our best. We're trying so hard to, you know, keep up with everything and we'd love to um, expand more rapidly than we are, but we are building a really solid foundation. So in the meantime, we do have some other organizations that do reach out to us quite a bit in other countries, you know, kind of asking what we do, you know, how we've been successful. So as often as we can share that type of information, you know, to get on the, uh, the phone for a quick call or something to share kind of how ready the industry was and, and some of the tips that have helped us, we're happy to do that as well. Terrific. And for families and uh, communities might be listening in and are, are just uh, realizing now that there's, you know, these kinds of services out there and want to learn more, I suppose you would suggest going to your website at Do More Egg to check out some of the resources that are available? Yeah, that's an ever-growing page, landing page, that's going to continue to evolve into the new year as we've expanded our team just a little bit recently. So that page will, you know, it started out just having crisis resource lines across Canada on it. Then we've spent some time recruiting agriculture-specific, agriculture-experienced mental health professionals which is a mouthful, but um, the producer wants to talk to somebody who understands life on the farm. So it makes it very hard to make that second call or go to the counselor the second time when you've spent your first hour explaining, you know, how many hectares you have and why that is a lot of land and how it causes you stress. So we're trying to now look into the future of bridging that gap so we can also help educate more general mental health professionals to get that education so we can broaden the relevancy and relatability of those professions to our producers who need their help. And what else is on the horizon for Do More Egg when you look ahead to the, the next few years? What, what else are some of the um, things that the organization would like to achieve? Yeah, we'd love to see, you know, working towards, again, on that united umbrella front, seeing some of the recommendations of the standing committee report that was out in 2019, the recommendations that were in FMC's report, Healthy Minds, Healthy Farmers in 2020, of fulfilling, you know, seeing a national agriculture specific crisis hotline is something that we would like to participate in in, in some way somehow and, and see for our producers 
you know, continuing to expand on our workshop and our education reaching there's, you know, estimated over 200,000 farm families and we've touched a thousand individuals so far. So we'd like to see, you know, everybody who wants it to get that education and then, you know, other, other campaigns. And then, you know, the industry is changing so fast in response to mental health and agriculture that, you know, we're looking at like a year out at a time because to say, you know, what's going to be needed with, um, you know, all of the horsepower that's coming into this space in three years time, I think would near be impossible to predict. Right. You want to build capacity, but believe flexibility into your plans. Yeah. It's kind of like the life of a farmer. You have to be yeah. extremely strategic and extremely flexible in order to be successful. <laughs> uh, well, that alignment makes tons of sense, Adele. I, what message would you like to leave with farming families and communities that may be listening about mental health wellness in agriculture? Yeah, I think our, our three pillars that we add and we always try to leave people with are to talk, ask, and listen more. So, you know, talk about mental health, you know, lead into that word, that conversation, make it something that kind of rolls off your tongue in your family. And, you know, I always challenge people, you know, if you use the term mental health in a sentence in the next couple of days, and if you need a, you know, segue to it, be like, you know, how was your week? Oh, great. I listened to a podcast with Helen talking about (laughs) mental health and agriculture, you know, so that's one way to start to at that grassroots level break down the stigma for individuals to listen more you know when somebody does start to share or to listen for the changes in their voice or things like that that might be stressing them out and then in and ask more so instead of you know how are you to really objectify the situation you know doesn't look like we can get together with our family and friends with with COVID regulations right now like how does that make you feel you know, and that opens more of a conversation than just how are you? I'm good. So, you know, those are our kind of three asks of people to help us continue this capacity growing as fast as it is. Well, that's terrific advice, Adele. And I'm, I'm looking forward to following along. Like you say, things are changing so fast in the industry and in what Do More Ag is up to. So we'll keep an eye on it. And then hopefully uh, maybe in a year's time, have you back on and, and see where we're at at that point. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are welcome. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. And thanks to all of you for joining us this week. The Rural Spark team includes content producer Catherine Murphy and technical producer Tara Seabarth. Music by Jason Shaw. We wish you all the very best for the week ahead in your part of rural Canada.